Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by worship leader, speaker, singer, podcast host, Johnny Tavern. Johnny is passionate about sharing stories about real lives that have been changed by the power of God. So we're going to be talking to him about his journey and his passion. Johnny, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you tonight, Curtis. Glad to be here. Why don't you start off by giving everybody a little bit of background about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Johnny. I'm uh, 61 years old, and uh, I've had uh, lots of experiences in life, uh, some good, some I'd rather forget about. And, uh, you know, all of those have contributed to my journey towards God. Um, when I was 19 years old, I uh, accepted Jesus in my heart. And then, you know, the Bible tells us sometimes that, uh, you know, the seed falls on good ground or rocky ground, uh, things like that. And, you know, I fell back in with my same crowd and, and just kind of uh, stumbled along in life until um, I met my wife, who had just become a Christian uh, a few years later. And I recognized that, that love and that passion in her that I used to have. And so it didn't take me long to realize that I needed to get back walking with God again. And so, you know, through this journey, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of dreams when we grow up. Um, you know, I was going to go into radio and television when I was in high school, but I came from a broken home and didn't believe that that was going to be a suitable way to make a living at that time. Uh, you know, they were hiring engineers and professionals and things like that. So even though my heart kind of directed me in one direction, I kind of chose the responsible path and ended up working in the energy industry. And, and I worked there for a number of years and a bunch of different careers. And, and uh, yet, uh, you know, God always has a plan for our life. And so he blessed me with different opportunities to do things. And then last year, uh, a friend of mine who I've known for uh, over 30 years, uh, his name is Alan Campbell, and he's the minister director of Refuge Ministries Canada. And Alan spent some time in a high security prison when he was a teenager for some things that he got involved with. And when he came, when he was in there, uh, somebody presented him with the gospel and, and he gave his life to Jesus. And when he came out, he was sharing his testimony, his story about how God had changed him. And what he did was, uh, as he started talking about that, he got invited to go give his testimony at a youth detention center in Western Canada. When he was there, he met a young man who was 12 years old, whose heroes were Jeffrey Dahmer and Charles Manson. And that young man gave his life to Jesus uh, through Alan's testimony. But when Alan was flying back uh, to his home in London, Ontario, he realized that there was nobody there who was going to continue that young man on his journey. And so he may have been in a position of his life falling on the rocks and maybe going back to some old ways. So he started Refuge Ministries Canada. 
And through the years, he's ministered to a lot of different people. And last year we were talking and he said that he had read a story that 77% of Canadians believe in miracles. So he told me that he had a desire, he was praying about it, had a desire on his heart to create a radio show about people telling their stories. He asked me if I'd be interested. And I said, sure, I'd be interested. I, I'd be happy to help you out with that. And then another friend of ours um, contacted him around that same time because he felt like he wanted to get involved with uh, Alan's ministry, didn't know anything about the radio show. And he has the perfect radio host voice. And so he's our usual host. I'm filling in right now because he's busy doing some work with homeless people and, and uh, people who are unfortunately living on the streets and, and bound by drugs and things like that. But anyway, that's how we started the show. So we ended up on radio stations across Canada. We have a listening audience of about a million people. And then we started a podcast. So last year, I was mentioning to the pastor of my church that uh, we had this radio program and was telling people about it. And she asked me, she said, do you have a podcast? And the light went on in my head and my heart. And I said, I don't, but I'm going to. And that's how we started the journey of this podcast. So since that time, we've published basically a show every Friday. Uh, we have about 60 odd shows now online on all the major podcast platforms. You can find us anywhere, type in Refuge Freedom Stories, and they'll come up on those podcast platforms. We've been downloaded over 2,100 times around the world, all across Canada, all across the states, as far, as far away as Mexico, Ecuador, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, South Africa, Kenya, Nigeria, Seychelles, uh, the UK, Ireland, Belgium, Germany, Sweden, Romania, Russia, India, Pakistan, Thailand, Australia, and New Zealand to name a few. So it's been really, really exciting. And, you know, I produce every single show. And so I get to listen to these people sharing their stories about what God's done in their life. And they are phenomenal stories. Some of them are heartbreaking. You know, we've interviewed people that have been addicted to crack. We've interviewed people that have come from broken homes. We've interviewed people that have been abused sexually and physically when they were young. Uh, we've interviewed people that were uh, wealthy investors and they lost everything and ended up on the streets. Uh, the list just goes on. Uh, musicians, um, all kinds of uh, people like that who have all kinds of different experiences with God. But through it all, God has proven himself to be three things came out in themes when we did our year-end show uh, last year that was actually published on Christmas Day because we published them every Friday. And three things came to the surface from reviewing all of these interviews. And those were that God is in control and that he has a plan for your life. Secondly, that God is waiting for you to come to him. And thirdly, that God's love is amazing. And through all of these interviews, those three things kept surfacing and they kept coming up. And over and over again, we saw how God was in control of each of these people's lives. And even though they had hardships and even though they went through bad times and different things like that, not everybody, some people lived a, a completely stress-free kind of life, but they still came to a place where they realized that being a good person or just living a life without any kind of serious events in it 
doesn't get you into heaven. And so they, but they all felt God's hand upon their life. And, you know, there's a, a have you ever seen that footprints um, poster? I have you, not. No. Okay. So if you look that up, you can look it up on the web and it's called footprints. And basically the story is that a person was walking along the beach and walking beside Jesus. And then in their life, when they look back on their life, they uh, saw really troubled times. And yet they only saw one set of footprints through those really troubled times. And so they asked God, they said, so how come you weren't with me through those troubled times? And Jesus said, you only saw one set of footprints because during those times I carried you. And we heard that over and over again, that no matter how far or how deep into these situations that some of these people were either placed in or had experienced, that they still believed and had a sense that God was still helping them through it and giving them the strength they needed. You know, there's a, a, a song about the sun coming through after a cloudy day and different things like that, right? And then all of that time when, when people were experiencing these things and trying to live through life, they realized that God just had his arms open waiting for them to, to come to him. And it didn't matter what they tried in life. It all left them empty. There's a song called Graves into Gardens. And it's an incredible song sung by a worship team at Elevation Church. And, you know, it says, uh, I searched the world and it didn't fill me. Man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. And it's so true. And these people that we've interviewed have all experienced that in one capacity or another and have come to realize that this life is first off short. And secondly, it's emptiness can be overwhelming. And we all have a purpose. God creates each of us with a purpose. And that purpose is part of his plan to bring us into a life with him that's really fulfilling, and then to fulfill the purpose and the plan that he has for us. And he's just waiting for us to um, come to that realization. And he'll put, you know, divine coincidences, if you want to call it that, in our path, you know, different things that we do or, or have done or experienced or people that cross our lives and have a specific word at a specific time. And, and God continues to remind us and point us towards him, whether we realize it or not. And then eventually those scales will come off our eyes and we'll realize either because out of desperation that life can't get any lower or any worse, or just the sheer emptiness of success, you know, and people who reach the top and, and have everything, but yet they feel unfulfilled. We had one, one young man on our show who was working in the investment area in one of the downtown cities, very prosperous, very uh, good at his job, making lots of money, helping investors make lots of money. And he just felt empty inside. And he just saw it for the shallowness that it really was without God. And so he gave it all up and went to the mission field in Africa for three years. Life-changing event in his life. And eventually, you know, when he was there, he met a girl who was also on the mission field and she ended up, they just got married two weeks ago. So God's plan for his life was, you know, to take him through that level of success in the world, but yet draw him and show him that that really wasn't where true fulfillment comes from. And so he led him on that journey into the mission field. And ultimately he met 
the girl that God had planned for him to be his wife. Incredible. And then God's love just being amazing. You know, so many people have told us of their experience with God's love because God doesn't judge us. Um, he loves us. You know, the Bible says that he showed his love first. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins so that we could have life through him. And that is real love. It's not that we loved God, but it's that he loved us first and he sent his son to atone for our sins. And that's true love. And God just expresses himself and wants us to get into that personal relationship with him. And it's not about going to church. It's not about taking on a whole bunch of rules and regulations and sitting in a church building, you know, for two hours on a Sunday or things like that. It's all about just being honest with God. And it's all about just having those open conversations with him. I start my day every day. I sit down with God. I read a chapter in the Bible and I just have an open conversation with him, a casual talk, just like I'm talking to you right now. And just say, God, you know, here's the things that are on my heart, or here's the things that I'm struggling with, or, uh, you know, I really need you to help me with this or whatever. And I really started having that, that open conversation with him about eight or nine months ago, and it's transformed my relationship with him. And life's not perfect, right? We all have struggles, we all have things we have to work through. But when you think back to that footprints uh, story I was telling you about, that's where God carries us and he gives us his strength. And when we learn to grow and we learn to lean upon his strength, that's where true life comes from. Because God is so much bigger and greater than anything and everything we could ever hope for, or ever think that's going to be satisfying. And he creates us with that almost a void in our heart. We're created as spiritual beings. We're created as um, beings to to worship God. He loves having worship with us. He loves having fellowship with us, whether it's through music or writing, or even just walking down the street. You know, my, my granddaughter, a few years ago, she was uh, about three years old, was in the car with my wife and they were driving somewhere. And she said to my wife, she said, grandma, she said, where's God? And my wife said, well, that's a, you know, that's a good question. Um, well, God's in our hearts and, and, you know, God is uh, in heaven and he's here and he's uh, where you need him to be. And she kind of took that in and was thinking about it. And she looked out the window and my wife was driving past a whole bunch of uh, forests and trees and things like that. My granddaughter looked at those for a little while. And then she turned back and she said, maybe him just wants us to see everything that him made. So even through the eyes of a child, you know, the Bible says that we need to come to God like a child with a simple understanding of the fact that God loves us and that he wants us to have a relationship with him. And when we accept that and when we just embrace that wholeheartedly, then he starts to reveal himself to us in ways that we can't even comprehend. And for my granddaughter, it was looking out the window and seeing the beauty of his creation that she recognized God's handiwork all around her. And it's just incredible to me, you know, that it's that simple. Um, a lot of people that become Christians, you know, they sometimes they'll fall into legalistic 
things like, like I said earlier, rules and regulations and things like that. But that's not where the freedom of Jesus is. The freedom of Jesus is just being open and honest with him. We all come to God with baggage. We all come with historical things in our lives, good and bad and so on. And he knows all that. He knows us from the time even before he created us in the womb. He knows us. And he sees our whole life from beginning to end. He knows the day I'm going to die. He knows what I'm going to do in the next 10 or 15 or 20 years that I have to live. He knows all the struggles that I've gone through. And yet he's willing to embrace me and love me and let me live a fulfilled life with him. And to me, that's just incredible. It, it takes the shine off everything in this world. You know, because this life is so temporal, it is here for a moment, and then it's gone. You know, and I was thinking about, you know, what I would say about God as a, as a main thought. And I would say this, God is as close as your next breath, and even closer at your last one. So if you think about that, God is as close as our next breath. It's that simple to begin a relationship with him just by asking Jesus, Lord, I know you came for me. I know you died for my sins. Forgive me for my sins and come into my heart. That breath, those few breaths are enough to start a relationship and a fulfilled life with Christ. And our last breath there's a very thin veil between this life and the next life. And the next life is eternal. And we don't want to find out that God is who he says he is after we've taken last breath. Because if Jesus didn't have to come and atone for our sins, then we could work our way into heaven and he would never have had to come. But because he came and he bore all of our sins and all of our sickness and all of that, so we could be reconciled with God, it's important that we establish that relationship with him now. Because once that we step through that veil to the other side, we're either going to be recognized as somebody who has been atoned by the work that Jesus did because we've accepted him into our life, or we're not. And if we're not, the option isn't there to go and spend eternity with God because we made that choice here in this lifetime. And essentially that's the gospel. You know, you, you got to realize like we're born in sin. It's not a matter of somebody saying, well, you know, I've been a good person my whole life. I've never murdered anybody. I've never stolen, you know, I've never killed. I've never killed. I've never, you know, committed adultery, any of those things. What people don't understand the Bible's broken up into two parts. There's the Old Testament and there's a New Testament. The Old Testament is what they call the law, okay? The New Testament are the gospels and the epistles written by the disciples of, of Jesus. So the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament is the Old Testament is the law, which is what was required of the Jews and believers at that time to have a relationship with God. But if you spend any time at all reading the Old Testament, it's very, very restrictive on what you can and can't do. And if you choose to live by the law, you'll die by the law. And if you don't fulfill every single iota of the law, then you cannot be reconciled to God. And so 
Jesus recognizes that we're frail human beings. He knows we're, we're full of faults and he knows that we can't do that. So he, when Jesus came, he said, I came to fulfill the law. So he covers all of those requirements off for us and establishes that relationship because he loved us because he doesn't, it's not his will that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. And so that's what we're passionate about. That's, you know, we're sharing people's stories about how Jesus has changed people's lives. And it's real. You know, there's a saying that says, a man with an experience holds a man with a theory at his mercy. And I can tell you, I've experienced Jesus myself in my life, and he's changed me. He's delivered me from different things. He's uh, given me a new outlook on life, a new eternal outlook on life. And, you know, I think of my, my age, I'm 61 now. So I think of my age, kind of like the work week, you know, in the middle of the work, we have work week, we have the Wednesday hump, right? So at the Wednesday hump, you're already halfway through and you're starting to look towards the end of the week. So now I'm already past my midweek hump, right? I don't know how old I'm going to be, but I can guarantee I'm probably past my midweek hump because I'm not going to live to be 120. So um, it's very important to me to be passionate about the time I have left and to use it wisely because Jesus is going to meet me when I cross through that veil to the other side. And I honestly believe that he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant, because I've given my life to him and I'm living my life as closely as I can to his will and purpose for me and his plan for me. So I would just encourage you and your listeners to consider what life has brought you, where you are in life, and is it really that fulfilling? And have you considered Jesus? Have you considered what he did for you? Have you considered how much it cost God to send Jesus here, his only beloved son? And, you know, people say, well, I had somebody die in my family. My, my son died. My daughter died. Where was God? And I'll tell them, God was in exactly the same place when he saw his son die on the cross. So he knows the heartache. He knows how much it costs when you lose a loved one. And he doesn't want to lose any of us. He loves us that much. And I would just encourage your listeners to think about that. You've got nothing to lose. Just ask Jesus to reveal himself to you. Well, let's talk about your upcoming projects and any other projects that you have coming sure. up that people sure. need to know about and that can bring them closer to God. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that uh, I always want to do before I do step through that veil. And uh, one of them is to record an album. And one of them is to write a book. So I've been busy writing some songs. I've got about 11 songs, the lyrics for about 11 songs, and I'm working on the music for those. And I'm hoping to record that. I'm going to say probably next year because I have to get the other musicians involved and, and so on and, and get some recording space and things like that. But I'm working on that. I'm also working on a book. And I thought that I would write a book about 
the things that God had taught me over the years, uh, different perspectives on when you read the Bible, the Bible, people say, well, I've tried to read the Bible and, and it's, it's, I don't understand it. We have to understand that the Bible is written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So if I gave you a book in Japanese and you didn't understand Japanese, you wouldn't be able to read it. But if you had a translator, then you'd be able to read and understand it. And that's what happens with the Bible. The Holy Spirit helps us and enlightens us and helps us understand what God's saying to us through the scriptures. And so I thought that I was going to write a book about that, of the different things that I believe that he had shown me over the years. But just recently, that direction has changed. So now, because we have so many shows on our podcast that are published, what I'm doing is I'm starting to compile the transcripts of all the interviews from the shows. And I'm going to put them into probably two volumes as it stands right now with the number of shows that we have, but I'll start with volume one and volume two. And they're going to be literal transcriptions of the interviews that we've had with people on the show. So I've already started that and uh, I need to get in touch with a couple of publishers, but I already have a couple of leads on that as well. So uh, that shouldn't be too long. I'm expecting that to be out in the early part of next year. It will be titled the same as our podcast. It'll be called Refuge Freedom Stories, Real Lives Change of God. And I'll get an introduction from Alan, the uh, minister who started Refuge Ministries Canada, and also from our regular host, uh, Dave Shearer. So those are two things that I have ongoing right now. And also working on some storylines for some animated film uh, with my wife. So she's helping me with the characters of that. And I don't know how long that'll be. I've got uh, so many other things on the go right now. It's kind of hard to find the time, but uh, definitely they're all focused on uh, our passion for talking about the, the true nature of God and what he can do in a person's life. Well, so people can keep up with you and, and know when the film and the book comes out. Give out your contact information, website, social media, all that good stuff. Yeah. So if anybody's interested in the podcast or what Refuge Ministries Canada is doing, you can go to www.refugeministriescanada.com. And on that website, you'll see different uh, sections of the, of the website for Refuge Freedom Stores. Every one of our podcasts is posted there as well on an audio file. As far as the book and the album go, um, right now I don't have distributors for either of those, but I would definitely get those advertised on Refuge Ministries Canada as well. And also on Podmatch. I'll be uh, posting them on there once I get those uh, up and running. So refugeministriescanada.com and podmatch.com. You you'll be able to find the information there. Okay, well. I definitely appreciate you for taking the time to join me this evening. Why don't you briefly give us some final thoughts, final words for people? I would just say that, you know, don't be scared of God. God loves you and God wants to have a relationship with you. And he is waiting with open arms. There's a story in the Bible where a young man uh, asked his father for his portion of his inheritance. And 
he took his inheritance and he went out and he partied it all away. And he ended up living with pigs um, and eating their scraps because he had no food. And he said, my life would be better working for my father, you know, than doing what I'm doing right now. He said, but I don't think he'll, he'll let me back in. I'll go and beg for him to let me back in. And yet when he did go back to see his father, his father saw him from a distance and he ran towards him with open arms and he hugged him and he said, I'm so happy that you're home. And that story represents the heart of God. There's nothing, I want to tell your listeners, there is nothing that they've done that God doesn't already know about and that he won't forgive them for. He has a heart full of love for your listeners. And he wants to let them experience that for themselves. So don't be scared to come to God. He's waiting for you and he loves you. Well, Johnny, I want to take this time to thank you so much for joining me today and tell the listeners to please follow, rate, review, and share after listening. And Android listeners, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app. Johnny, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, Curtis, and I hope we can do it again another time. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.